Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tents. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know... As we go further and further into this world of botanical-style aquariums, deeper into these unusual niches and ideas, it's refreshing and inspiring to turn uh, towards our mentor, which is nature, to find out how to replicate these things in our aquarium. Uh, And you're probably either mildly amused or just completely fed up with our obsession about leaf litter in aquariums, or maybe, just maybe, maybe you're just as geeked out as we are about them, right? Yeah, I kind of figured it would go down something like that. You know, we make it a point to scour scientific papers and scholarly research articles for topics relevant to this obsession that I have. And the other day, I stumbled on a pretty cool paper about environments known as floating leaf litter banks. Now, how cool is that? These are these really amazing natural aquatic structures that are found in Amazonia, and they're extremely exciting. Oh, yeah, you know where this is going. So imagine, if you will, a classic submerged leaf litter bed in Amazonia comprised of a a variety of leaves, branches, twigs, and seed pods, and other botanical materials, yet floating on the surface of the water. So what you get is a fairly deep layer of plant materials colonized by fishes and other creatures like insects and, um, you know, crustaceans and so forth, which forage on the macro invertebrate life and the other insects found in these assemblages. Uh, Biologists call this an ephemeral habitat as it's transitory or temporary as it slowly breaks apart. Okay, so it slowly breaks apart over months and months or maybe longer, yet it's not permanent. Now, according to one study I read, eventually most of the organic debris from these uh, leaf litter beds, these floating leaf litter beds, is deposited on the stream bottom where it drifts downstream until it becomes trapped by a variety of natural obstacles. So these floating partially submerged leaf litter beds either accumulate on tree branches that are hanging in from the riparian vegetation above or they remain anchored by fallen tree trunks and branches near the water surface where they may form this like really deep layer of, of materials. So after reading about these assemblages, I found them to be an irresistible niche to replicate in the aquarium. It seems to be the freshwater analog of the sargassum forests of the Caribbean and the tropical West Atlantic, little, you know, oases of life in this vast open water. Now, according to one study, uh, these floating or partially submerged leaf litter banks either accumulate among branches of riverside vegetation during the high water season, gradually floating downstream, or they stay anchored in place by fallen tree trunks and large materials, ultimately forming a more traditional submerged litter bed, as I mentioned above. But it was discovered that in their floating phase, uh, many, many different species associate themselves with these floating liver banks for river, uh, these floating litter banks for the entire wet season. And one of the reasons they stay put is, surprise, their food sources are there too. In fact, a species of water bug, Weberellia rhomboides, is found almost exclusively in these floating banks, attracting large numbers of insectivorous fishes like kerosene's catfishes, knife fishes, and others. In other words, these stands of floating leaves and botanicals are literally a movable feast, a, a veritable floating fish buffet, if you will. The populations of fishes that are found in these environments are typical of what you'd expect to find in a more static leaf litter environment. 
So like what fishes would you expect to find here? Well, it's kind of a who's who of blackwater leaf litter zone dwellers, some of which are pretty familiar to us as hobbyists. For example, kerosens like hemigramma species, Moncausia species, the killifish, rivulus, and of course cichlids, including a number of epistogramma, crencicla, hyposacara, and the much-loved mezonata festivus, to name a few. And you know I butcher that name. I, I always want to pronounce it mezonata, but I think it's actually mezonauta. But, you know, one day someone will set me straight on it. Anyway, then there's that, like, most ubiquitous of leaf-litter-dwelling kerosens, ones which I've really almost never seen in the hobby, but I see it everywhere in all these leaf-litter population studies, a fish called Ilacocarax pulker. I've been told it's one of the darter kerosens, and I've been told that it shows up occasionally, but being a leaf litter dweller, it probably evades capture by local fishers, and its cryptic coloration makes it, you know, less than exciting. Read that fucking doll. <laughs> For any but the most geeked out aquarist, like me and you, hopefully. Okay, rad, lots of fish choices, and that was never an issue, right? The bigger question is, how the hell would you, re you know, recreate a facsimile of this environment in the aquarium? Second only to, why would you want to? Or would you want to? The answer for me, of course, is, yeah, I would. Now, I admit I haven't tried this idea myself yet, but being such an enabler, I want to encourage somebody with an extra tank and a healthy fascination with this you know, type of environment to give it a shot for themselves if I don't get to it first. So how would you do this? Well, here's what I'm thinking. It's pretty straightforward. It, it being straightforward, and I personally employ a wide aquarium for the sense of perspective, likely a standard height or deeper. I'd utilize you know, a substrate of fine sand with a smattering of twigs, like oak twigs and some smaller leaves, like maybe yellow mangrove. And of course, I'd use some leaves for the surface. I'd select a bunch of smaller leaves, again, like guava, mangrove, and maybe a smattering of oak leaves with a few twigs thrown in for good measure. Of course, we'd recommend a little prep, perhaps just a few minutes of steeping in boiling water, or just pour over some boiling water to help clean them and perhaps just soften the outer cuticle layers. The idea is not to saturate them, you know, to the point where they're gonna sink right off the bat, but to at least give them a good cleaning. And of course, they'll float for a while until they're completely saturated and sink over time. Yeah, this is getting pretty cool. So I'd imagine that you'd probably fill this tank with an outside, or filter this tank with like an outside power filter or a canister filter with the return position, you know, in such a way as to minimally disturb the surface. You'd essentially be creating a diverse assemblage of leaves, just like you would if you're doing a conventional leaf litter display. <laughs> I love that. A conventional leaf litter display. Look how far we've come. I'm actually mentioning that. Um, so yeah, and the only difference is, of course, this is on the surface for some period of time. Now, eventually some of this stuff's going to sink or it'll be trapped below the floating matrix that you'd end up with and the materials on the bottom, which is cool. It would transition naturally to a more common, you know, botanicals on the bottom display. So this is essentially an ephemeral display transitioning from floating leaf litter bed to a submerged leaf litter aquarium. Or is it a transitional ephemeral display? I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's, it changes over time. How's that? And it's an amazing idea for an aquarium, I think. Twigs, leaves, flowers, terrestrial, and floating aquatic plants, nature provides no shortage of inspiring features to incorporate into such a display. Of course, you could probably keep it going by replacing the leaves as you would anyway, right? And as the wood, you know, twigs become submerged, you'd let nature do its thing and maybe you'd replace with some, some new ones. I'd wager that no one's ever really tried this in an aquarium before, at least not intentionally. If you have, I would love to see it. And if you haven't, I'd love to see you do it. Shit, now I'm convincing myself to do it. Well, I do have an empty tank lying around. Imagine the possibilities with a display like this. I sure can. So stay creative, stay excited, stay resourceful, stay inspired, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tin and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.